we are back. A day late, but we're back for another episode of Megashine. Yes, Megashine. The magic, the mayhem, the mischief. <laughs> Your bi-weekly podcast for everything gay and geeky. I am Nick. I am Victor. And since you kind of put us in that jam mode, um, they're about to release some new secret gem dolls. Um, and you know that stimulus coming in, so. Yeah, my, you're biting bucks, so your uh, Kamala Cash is coming in soon. Yeah, she's coming. <laughs> and you can see, I already know mine's coming in Wednesday, they already told me, and I'm, you know, right. I'm gonna be right there at Bank of America, talking to Sally, say, hey, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that money, it's right there, so I can go ahead and divide it in the accounts it needs to be in. But it's exciting, and I just got my six hundred two weeks ago. Really? Yeah, I had to file it through um, my income tax, but they came through. Mm-hmm. But you know when you you know when you get a good amount of money and you forget that you're spending a lot, and then you look at your account like, whoop! Well, I just got okay. Right, all those transactions start hitting at once, and you're like, "Do you?" <laughs> too excited. Uh, <laughs> when uh-huh. I'm doing that, uh, yeah, I looked at something because I bought this forty-two dollar lotion. Oh, yes. how's the ditty? Do you buy Jergens like everybody else? Well, you know what? I, I, I don't. <laughs> Jergens don't give me the sense that certain things do. I took it back because I didn't like the scent, but because <laughs> I wore it and I was like, you know what? This ain't going to work. So let's just take this right back. And, get and they didn't have the one I wanted. So I had to get the money back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I had to calm myself down because, you know. Oh, it was a philosophy? No, it was Laura Mershaw, whatever her name is. Mercedes. Laura Mercer? Yeah. Okay. And this usually. The cream belay smells good, but what I got did not. So, but now I'm getting caught up with colognes again, and I'm trying not to get caught up. I'm trying not to get caught up. It's gonna probably happen. So, uh, buying Tom Ford? Not Tom Ford. This, well, this okay. So this is a, a, a colleague of mine at CrossFit. Um, he I always have great smelling cologne. I'm like, why are you wearing this expensive cologne? <laughs> to work out in. Right, but choking me to death when I'm over here heaving and huffing. Yeah, but um but he's he does well off. He 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 does very well. Um so he buys these things for nothing. And so he actually sat down and kind of explained it all to me and I got all excited. So he's gonna help me pick stuff out. But I was like, I saw some of the prices and I was like, okay, well that one ounce is gonna look really good. Right. Gonna- oh so he's not wearing jupe. Okay. No, he's not wearing you. <laughs> <laughs> no. What he gets, you have to order or it's over the counter. Like it's stuff. Uh, he he does well. He does Tom Ford, but he does mm-hmm. these things. So that's something I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn through him and then I'll think through it. Um, right. What happens. But what's okay. going on with you? What's going on in your world? Uh let's see. What was it last week? Um, I finished my first grad school class mm-hmm. and then I got an A in it, which is good. I'm so proud of myself. Right, um, it was, the class was kind of, 
I don't want to say it was easy. I didn't have any trouble with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? Um, I've been going through, um, you know, the last episode that we did, we talked about uh, Mini Ripper 10. No, we didn't. I'm sorry. We talked about disco. Mm -hmm. And I had mentioned something about iconic voices like Shaka Khan, Candy State, and, you know, some of those um, singers. And so I was going through um, Minnie Ripperton's uh, discography. And if you don't know Minnie Ripperton, I don't know. I don't even know you, number one. Uh, number two, you need to stop and start listening to her. And she's famous for being... Uh, she's Maya Rudolph's mother, but she's fam most famous for loving you uh, and her, I think it was a five octave range. Anyway, uh, I have been listening to Here We Go. I think that's on, I forgot which album that's on. Is that Adventures of Paradise? Is it Adventures? Yeah, I think it's on... Um, I don't think it's on Adventures in Paradise, but there's another song on there. I like um, feeling that's feeling that the feeling's good. Mm -hmm. It's on her the best of Minnie Ripperton, but I think it's on something else. Um, anyway, the way that she is, please like if you love that 1970s sound of R&B. Please look into Minnie's discography because she has so many things. It's on her Love List Forever uh, album that was in, uh, out in 1980. But uh, I fucking love her voice. And if I come back as a songstress <laughs> in another lifetime, I need to have the octave range of Minnie Ripperton or give me the husky voice of uh randy crawford or candy state yeah many has because i have a playlist of many and she has a lot of great songs like see you this way um um love um not 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 just loving you but um there was being in love or something like that she has great songs that I love the high, I love when she does those notes because I like mm -hmm. to that and do it too. And I, <laughs> and I actually do it. I, will, I don't care how horrible it sounds. I'm going to do it, especially in Adventures in Paradise at the end when she does that. She just holds that note. Mm -hmm. That's like a goal for me is to try to hold that note. Now, my friends who have been witness to all that, it is what it is, but she you're that type that era of music we just don't get at all like i look back at listen to her and how dreamy it was it was dreamy and very fantasy and very ethereal yeah you just felt like you were traveling through something right um, her labelle um shaka khan throughout those you know throughout the early years um you just feel like you got something. Even Diana Ross gave you some stuff in the 70s that were really, really nice and really different um, that kind of gave you the reason why you understood who she was. Tina Turner had some stuff in the 70s when she did a little bit of disco, but a little bit of funk and everything too. So I'm like, if y'all just go back and listen to a lot of these art, Denise Williams, 
Mm-hmm. My goodness, gave you so much. Um, I on one of, I was in my car. Um, music just comes on randomly, and it just picked one of her songs randomly, and I was like, oh, I forgot all about this song. But there's just so much that these artists would give you back in the day that we don't get anymore. So it's it, so as we kind of segue into you know the Grammys, it made me realize last night just looking at some of that was like a lot of the music that we're hearing now is nowhere near what we had from the 70s and 80s. Nowhere near. That's true. And I think that, you know, I'm all for a different sound or I'm all for introducing myself to different sounds so much so, or so long as it kind of has like an element of old school Mm -hmm. um, or dance or whatever. And I'm just not, aside from like a few artists, a lot of the new music just doesn't excite me anymore. Or it's just like, oh, I think it's just the effects of getting old or older that just can't be excited for like I once was. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's like you become, you become the older people, like when you listen to, like last night I was watching the Grammys and I was like, I don't know what half these songs are. I know uh, my students play like this game, like they play the name that tune or name that, or sing the rest of the song or whatever. And they were playing this game and I was sitting there like, I don't know what half this is. And they turn it to me, like Victor. I'm like, I don't know who this is. I don't know who. Like get the shit out of my face. you know, two little shoes or whoever these folks are. I don't know who these people are. And then we flipped it on and we played 90 stuff and they didn't know anything. <laughs> mm, see, I'll run the board with you hoes or 90s. Yeah, well, it's, it's really interesting though. But yeah, um, watching that last night and to see um, Megan Thee Stallion win her awards, watch those performances. I know people are not a fan of Doja Cat, but what one thing she's going to do she gives you performances. You cannot deny uh-huh. anything else. Yes, she's made some missteps. Everybody does. <laughs> uh, I'm not a council culture person. I realized that it hit me one day that we all make mistakes. If we were all, if all of the things we've done was put out in public, we will all be canceled. Let's just say that. So I, I just Girl, y'all would be reading me down. Yeah. So. But anyway, you know, she gives you good performances. Um, but, you know, last night was good to see a lot. Of, it was it was a lot of black stuff that you just don't see normally with that. But it was nice to see Beyonce win, you know, have 28, has the most Grammys out of all people ever. I thought um, it was 27. 28. Really? Yeah, 28. She won 28 last night. 27 was with Megan. 28 was... Um, for Black Parade, but you could say technically 29 since- Oh yeah, 28, well, shit. Since um, Adele gave her award. <laughs> I mean, to be the whole thing, yeah. Um, and then Billie Eilish also gave, basically gave her award to Megan Stallion because she won, I think, one of the songs, whatever the year, and she was like, "That this is Megan's, basically. Mm-hmm. I actually appreciate her, but yeah. I saw the tweet that, uh, Megan, um, it resurfaced again. I think it was like back in 20, 2014. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want this rap shit to uh, pay off. And look, that that if that's not manifesting what you want, I don't know what it is. Like now she's a, a famous rapper that has all of, what, she won three, didn't she, yesterday? Mm-hmm. Won three Grammys. Um, well, good for her, because I... I might, I may not like, or I may not get some of Megan's songs personally. That I'm not her demographic of listeners. However, I think that she is a really nice person, and I want like success for her. Yeah. Uh, I just want her to do well. Yeah, considering the year that she had with all that terrible drama with that. Tory Lanes and all that situation. Yeah. I, I was happy for her. And, and I think she realized she got when she got her first award, you can tell she was very emotional. And it has been a, a tricky year for her. So I'm glad she got that. Beyonce looked really good in black leather. Um, you know, I have to give uh, um, Dak some uh, exclamation point credit because it I did not realize those gloves she had on with the with the claws or with the fingernails was very similar to Eartha Kitt's costume as Catwoman. Um, uh-huh. It was like I really enjoyed that. I, <laughs> they already made memes of Beyonce's face being surprised about um, making history, which I was thinking, you know, y'all could have said that after they got off stage, and you know, once you came back from commercial break to say, oh, by the way, Beyonce. You made history. You know? She looks so uncomfortable with that. Like it, she. Well, Trevor Noah did that when her and Megan were on the stage, and she was like, "It just. It almost felt like you're taken away from this joint collaboration yeah. to focus on me." And I, I, I understand why she was making that face because she was just like, "This is not the time for that. Like, mm-hmm. do this. Do this shit after I leave. Let me get these little." <laughs> awards and whatnot and and leave before you start doing giving me all that yeah because it did feel like it was pandering to her but it also reminded me of it kind of it made sense that she would feel that way considering way back when kanye you know called out taylor um Mm -hmm. beyonce won she gave her moment to taylor she um, she was like, you know, I want to, she said, I remember being that age, so I'm going to let her have her moment. And that, I was like, yeah, y'all could have waited. Because when she won that, the 28th award, um, Babyface and um, I think one of, um, I can't remember who the other guy was, but they drone basically from, um, they, they, they announced it. They was like, this, she made history by doing this. I was like, y'all could have done it that way since y'all already knew that she was going to win it. Uh-huh. So did it that way and let Megan have her moment because that was kind of unfair to Megan. Um, but I get, you know, Trevor probably had to do it because that's what the execs told him to do. <laughs> I said, say it right now. Let's also talk about how even though Beyonce has all of these awards, she, she hasn't won, she hasn't won album of the year. Mm-hmm. She hasn't won record of the year. Well, hold on. Single Ladies won in 2010. Mm-hmm. But these big songs, or these big awards, she's always, um, she always doesn't win. 
And so it almost feels like it's a, oh yes, you have 28 Grammys, but they're all in this specific, like traditional R&B or rap or, you know, some of these uh, sp specific categories. And they, the, uh, uh, the Academy always seems like it's given us like a small fuck you to her, even though we know Lemonade should have won, even though her other uh, albums should have won uh, album of the year. It's, it still seems like it's a, a still a fuck you to her, even though everybody in the room knows that she should have won. The whole audience know that she should have won. And it's still like a, you're still going to, you're always going to be like a, a second runner up to us, even though we know better. And it's really fucking infuriating. Yeah, it is. And it's really, you, I, I can't remember the other people who won or the songs in those albums, but I do remember Lemonade. And I and I know I even had both her and Adele's, but I couldn't tell you nothing else about Adele's albums. I think I listened to it once. Um, but I just feel like they, and we kind of know a little bit why, because, you know, who was in the room and who was the ones looking at the music, because a lot of it um, were people who probably didn't even listen to Beyonce making these decisions, or some of them that were gifted into giving the awards. Um, with that said, th now, I know Nicki Minaj was and um, The Weeknd were out there really talking about how they don't want to do the Grammys anymore and all that stuff. And I'm like, The Weeknd, I understand your song. He had that song that was like number one for four months or something like that. But I don't know if that meant that you deserve to be <laughs> nominated. I mean, you know, no, no shade, but that song Friday by Rebecca Black was <laughs> played more times than it needed to be played. And that um, wasn't nominated. I mean, I'm just saying, I thought he was overreacting a little bit because that song is that song is that song, but it ain't the greatest of songs. Like it was to me, it was annoying. But I don't listen to uh, Friday through Sunday's music. I feel a lot of his music is just <sighs> that's it. I, I just feel like a big heavy sigh with it. And when he was on, he was on Six Inch Heels, wasn't he? Yeah, he I was, was like, um, I just kind of suffer through that part when he's on. I'm like, okay, like it's not gonna take too long. I, his music is not for me. Yeah, it's not for me. I mean, if he was like in a Frank Ocean type of world, I would understand. But uh, he ain't even that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit much. Can we also talk about uh, Miss Blue Ivy. Yes, she has her first Grammy. Well, she's the youngest. Yes. At nine years old. <laughs> I'm like, well, setting records already. And also, let's talk about, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, Kay Trinata winning uh, for Best Dance Electronica uh, Award and the first Black person to win in that award, uh, in that uh, category ever but the category was literally built off black artists. <laughs> like, let's, like, I, it's yeah. really insulting on so many levels that black artists 
literally give their blood, sweat, and tears and lives for music. And yet the Academy, like the Grammy Academy, the uh, a music, American Music Awards, you know, all of these different institutions that give out these awards, like, again, give a big fuck you to Black artists. Or then they award um, crap. Like, uh, who was that man that won album of the year? Uh, it was some white person. Um, Beck won one year. Now, see, I like Beck in the nineties. Yeah, I ain't heard shit. For, I don't. I ain't heard shit that I like from him <laughs> since then. But he won album of the year, and people didn't know that he fucking put an album out. Yeah, I remember that because people were like, "We well, didn't hear that." Um, bon Iver won. Yeah, because I was I was like, "Who is this?" Like, I, it's been. I, I mean, the Grammys have been really interesting. I remember way back when um, Jeffro Toll, whatever his name was, won heavy metal. We were like, "That man is not heavy." <laughs> right. It's just like, what is the fuck are y'all even doing with these awards? And it just like. I I'm I'm still gagged on the part the the fact that no black person have won and danced eating electronica. Meanwhile, you had black artists literally creating the sound of dance and electronica for yeah. decades. You had all these white people run up through it. Yeah, Calvin Harris, all these. Right. I'm like, you know what? Like ED, we've talked about this when we talked about disco. EDM is the child of disco, yeah. and all of a sudden you got these white ass people, uh, dug dug dugging to these fucking beats that first of all are played out, second of all are just meh at best. Now don't get me wrong, some of them songs are okay and mm -hmm. like the right environment if I'm like drunk or whatever but um, I just it, it, it's just like we can't be celebrated in these predominantly white spaces but if we go out to oh like a BET awards or the source awards or whatever the fuck um, folks are saying oh um, why are you uh, why are you segregating yourself I'm like, well, bitch, you didn't want us there any to begin with. So it's, I, I'm just, I don't like award shows to begin with. Yeah. And I know we'll talk about the Oscar nominations that came out here. Yeah. And a lot of that is just, I want to know why Regina King wasn't nominated for Best Director. Mm -hmm. Was that just like? And it's interesting because it's like, it's like when they take a step forward, they take two steps back. Like it's like we finally have the first Asian woman nominated for a director, but we couldn't. But it's like we can't do it, and we we have more than one woman nominated, but we can't just do three. And we can't. Right. That's too do much three. now. That's too much. We can't. We still gotta make it white. Um, or the fact about the whole of Keith and Daniel being both supporting 
nominated for both supporting actors, even though they both were kind of the leads of this movie, um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, I was like, but then who's the lead? <laughs> right, it's racism, it sure as hell when that white man. That's what I'm saying. Cause I was, I was, I started a little bit of it after, cause it, I woke up early this morning because you know, daylight savings time. And so I was like, let me take a look at this movie before I really start work. Um, so after the gym, I got back from the gym. I was like, let me start a little bit of it. And I'll probably finish the rest of it tonight. And I was like, I'm, I'm confused <laughs> with how they did that, but all right. Um, it's a, I, I, I watched the movie a few weeks ago and I'm, I knew the story. Uh, because there was a, a PBS documentary about the Black Panthers and whatnot, and I knew how it was going to end. So that kind of somewhat prepared me, but that there's a part of it that really, well, all of it just pissed me off <laughs> to begin with, but towards the end where Daniel Kaluuya's character gets murdered, that part was very it's just like you white people y'all are so y'all are fucking devils <laughs> it, that but also i've noticed and i think somebody mentioned this today that when you know it's only been Viola davis has been the i think one of the only black women nominated multiple times but also you look at the roles of the ones who have won um, that's been very interesting too. Um, like Halle Berry's character, um, uh, Lapita's Monique's character. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just been very interesting. It's always, I mean, Viola won in a different role. You know, she was a wife of a black man. You know, she won for fences basically, but okay. it's always in the midst of tragedy. And I guess, you know, somebody said, well, isn't that the same for the white women? I said, not all of them, because Frances McDermott won. She was just a sheriff, or she was like a, a cop. Yeah, well, was, she was in Far Fargo. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, they get to play different roles, <laughs> they get to win in different roles. I think when it comes to black women, you can only be lost and, and just downtrodden oh, right. to win. And that, that's something I just really just take notice to that. And I'm just like, wow, it's. Lord, and then you think about the fact that um, Asian people are just now getting really, you know, not really just now, they've, it's been nominations, but not like this. Right. Um, and it's very interesting to see Riz, um, you know, he's nominated for, um, for the movie, I have to say like Sound of Metal, Miss um, Nari, that's been nominated. And I, I, I want to see that because that's supposed to be a good movie. I wonder if, and I hate to say it like this, but I wonder if because of Parasite, we're now seeing more of, you know, Asian actors and directors and, you know, performers are being paid attention to more because of that. Mm -hmm. um, but I hope that's, I mean, it's sad as the case because it's been a lot of great Asian-led movies over the years. You know, Joe Luck, the Joy Luck Club, and um, the you know I'm, I'm gonna mess it up. The Hidden Tiger, Crouching Dragon, Crouching, Crouching Tiger, Hidden. Yeah, girl, I was about to say Crouching Tiger, Hidden Figures. <laughs> I was like, that is two different movies. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's interesting to see that, or the fact that you think about you know uh, Latinx. You know, it's, it's just so much. 
And uh -huh. I think that it's interesting that we're seeing a little, like we see the two steps there and then three steps back. Who knows? But I, it's going to take a while for this to really get to a place they need to get to. But I was happy to see the nominations that I saw. Virginia yeah, there was. Should have got yeah, nominated. Uh, Delroy Lindo uh, should have got nominated. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't about these movies, like I was talking to somebody today and there's such a heaviness about some of these, oh, a lot of these movies that get nominated. And it's just like, it takes, it takes a lot to get through them sometimes. You know, it took me a, two days to get through uh, Judas and a Black Messiah. And I'm like, oof, I, I'm just weary of it. Even though I knew that what was going to happen, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know how the Academy fixes the issues that they have because they have so damn many. Um, and I don't think they really want to fix it because it keeps the status quo as the status quo. Um, I don't, I, I don't. I don't know. Will I be watching? Maybe. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably pop in because it'll probably be on and I'll probably pop in to see it. But yeah, I, I just want some of this to change and hopefully it will. But, you know, again, congratulations to many of the people that we like <laughs> nominated. I think it was IndieWire that only put... <laughs> There was about all the actors who are being nominated, they put all the actors of color, they didn't put all the other ones. Because you know, Twitter has, you can put four pictures up, they only put three, and they just uh -huh. left them off. Because um, Anthony Hopkins, um, and um, who's been nominated multiple times, and that other dude who's been mo nominated multiple times um, from Mank. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Now, I love Gary Oldman. Yeah. But, yeah. Let other people get the award. It was him and what's that? What was it? Jeffrey? Irons? It was some other guy who always not Jeffrey Irons, but one guy he was always winning. He just stayed winning. He'll do like the most boring movies. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, there's so many. I can see his face. But what I, was he in? There will be blood. Um, John Adams, I think, or Quincy Adams. Oh, that 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 white man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What is that? See, this is gonna irritate me. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. That's him. He was always up there. I'm like, if he's up there, then y'all lost. That's what I used to right. look at it. If he was up there, y'all lost. Him or Gary Oldman, because I was like, if any of those two up there, y'all lost. But <laughs> we'll see. It might be a might be an upstart surprise. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. All right, so, oh, uh, uh, well, you know, this is the week that we get um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's also the week that we get Zack Snyder's Justice League. That movie is finally going to be out on Thursday. And um, there's some reviews already out. It's already mixed. A good chunk of it is negative, but it's mixed. Um, <laughs> I get to look at it tomorrow. 
I'm, I'm going to have to take a little bit, maybe have to, you know, have a little treat to get me through, <laughs> but it's not edible. <laughs> I'm just saying it's going to be something. Uh, I think that um, for what people are saying, it seems like Zach put everything he wanted back into the movie. And these are things we did not need. Um, there's a whole football scene with um, um, Cyborg. And I'm like, do we, do, what does that have to do with the movie? One of the things that an editor or anybody or my old film teacher will say, great if you love this scene, that's your favorite scene, but you have to ask yourself, what does that have to do with the movie? Uh, and that's a question that many people kept asking um, in their reviews, like, what does that have to do with the movie? What does that have to do? There's a lot of dream sequences, they said. There are so many things, but you know what? We're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. We're going to <laughs> right, uh, watch it. He, he may watch, he may have it done by May. That's but, pushing it, too. <laughs> but we're going to look at it. We're going to probably talk about it. We might need to invite people talk about this because I just feel like when you think about the fact this movie got made because of bullying to a degree, uh, toxic fandom, whiteness basically got this movie made. It's interesting to see how it's been pushed. Um, there's there's some billboards out, are out here um, for this movie. Um, People got their jokes on some of the, they have like the character posters out and people have already written stuff. It's so rude. But um, yeah, you know, we're gonna see this movie. Um, now, you know, the comic fans who are, who have podcasts or write for certain places, they, some of them loved it. But a lot of people just, a lot of people just struggle through this movie. And I'm just like, wow, it's, because one thing that Zach does is he will give you a boring movie into the last 30 minutes. I'm sure there's going to be uh, scenes in the movie that I'll enjoy. Yeah. How the fuck ever? You spend $70 million on a brand, a damn near brand new movie that's four hours long that actually could have been I would have loved to see this like as a a um like a limited series yeah or something like a short thing that would be cool to do or something like that but four hours yeah like four whole hours like <laughs> I said last episode who he's not Cecil B. DeMille this is not Cleopatra yeah. Uh, with Elizabeth Taylor, this is not the greatest show on earth, or the Ten Commandments, or Ben Hur. Like, I mean, Harry Potter gave us two movies for one book. Um, they even did it, Chapter One and Chapter Two, <laughs> both two hours long. Uh huh. We could have did that. You could have gave us one in March and gave us another one in May, or however you want to do it, but. You know what? I mean, if you can bring back a movie that was released in 2017, four years later, and think we won't forget why we didn't like the first movie. All right. Um, one thing that they did say, which I'm afraid 
they took the jokes out. And I said, I think the jokes was to me was kind of the, the help me got through it. Um, he had jokes in it. I don't remember. <laughs> well, um, we all they said that the super we don't have a happy Superman. Um, I'm like, well, to me, that's who that's who he. You can't give us this this mean Clark. That just doesn't work. It has never worked. Everybody can't be depressed. Yeah. <laughs> like the fuck, y'all. Like everybody got to everybody got to go to therapy before we fight Stephen Wolf. Like, oh, okay. It is Stephen Wolf, but you know what? We we, we we'll just wait until we see all of that when they fight Pumpkinhead. We'll see how they do. It. <laughs> The fact that Stephen Wolf was molly whopping all of the first of all all of the Amazons, and I was like, did he even have it like that? Because no. honestly, Wonder Woman alone should have been handling him. Batman, if you know, he had gotten the intel on Stephen Wolf would have handled him. So I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't know y'all wanted to give him like a five-hour energy boost. <laughs> and you know all of these special powers, even yeah. more so. I'm like, okay, you got it. If you're gonna if you're gonna do all that, then why Dark Side is there? It's like right. Why, it's like why are you gonna do all that if? <laughs> anyway, we will watch this movie and we'll talk about it. Um, but I'm going there with low expectations. Um, I'll probably look at the first little hour during my lunch break <laughs> if I don't decide you to go spoil to your lunch well we'll see it's, who knows but we will see we will see um let's see what else do we have is that pretty much it for Aunt Meg's we just had jumped into Aunt Meg's tea already but um, um it's apparently uh Wonder Woman's 80th birthday and what? I know that somebody's a special fan yes her birthday is here and so we are going to get special editions of certain comics um um i don't know if we can announce it but we have someone that we know that will be writing in that so we'll wait on that for somebody, somebody is writing in one of those comics um and it's going to be an amazing year um apparently we're going to get some special edition statues and things um linda carter hers is already coming out um, which looks really good. She's in the cape and it's $400. Um, but it's an 80th birthday and I really hope they celebrate this well. They didn't do the 75th birthday well. So hopefully they do her 80th. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. Um, we've already got Nubia out there and Nubia is in the comics ongoing right now. So I'm hoping to see more of that, but it's the 80th birthday. We're excited. Um, and so, you know, hopefully we'll see more to go as we get into her birthday year. Yes, absolutely. Um, what else? I think that's about it. Uh, the, hold on, the, um, the Marvel Pride uh, copy of uh, comics um, covers. Yes, so Marvel and DC will have Pride, um, special Pride um, comics coming out. Um, they've already released the covers to it. Many of our faves are writing in it. Danny Lore, mm -hmm. uh, Beatala, um, uh, Terry 
Terry Blas, they are writing a lot of these comics. Um, it, it was funny because, you know, you saw DC was like, here we go, we got Pride DC coming out here, all the covers, and then a day later, here comes Marvel, like, we got you, we also have our little thing coming out. So this is good. I like Black History Month. I don't want this to be performative. I actually want them to continue some of these characters and stories. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, we will get these copies and show y'all all this greatness, but it it's nice to see the big two celebrating this, um, doing things that most independent comics are already doing, but it's good they're celebrating these characters. There are more characters of color coming through, like Aqualad is gay or queer. Um, we got um, more, I can't, I can't remember his name, but there is a black queer or bi character um, who was in the new, well, was once kind of, he's an X-Men-ish member. Um, he is kind of dating um, one of the, one of the twins, Wanda's twins, um, her one son, Wiccan, is already queer. Um, her other son is queer as well. So we'll, we'll see all of this kind of come together um, throughout the, I guess, the summer. But as we said before, we posted the comics, um, the covers and everything else. So check it out. But it looks like it's going to be pretty good and fun. Right. Just hope that they continue that <laughs> beyond Pride Month. So. That's something we have to see as we move forward. Yes. And with that being said, let's go ahead and move on to our King Size issue. And since it was the finale two weeks ago of WandaVision, it only makes fitting that we put it into this section of the show. And your initial thoughts of the episode. I really enjoyed it. It was 50 minutes. Um, didn't feel like it was 50 minutes. It went by very fast. Um, I enjoyed it. There were some things in it that was a little tricky. Um, but overall, I did, I did enjoy it for what it was. I'm still a little bothered that, that um, Agatha is considered a bad or a villain, considering that that's, she's not really a villain, but um, it was interesting how she was, what her goal was is to get, to steal that power. Um, uh-huh. And I'm like, what are you gonna do with this power? But that was my question. Like, what are you gonna do with this power? I guess you're gonna take over. Cause you could have done that almost already, but I guess you wanted to see what Wanda was and that makes sense. But it was interesting to see how they, the different spin on what the Scarlet Witch is, because it's basically just been a, a, a name. It's never been anything behind it, really. It's just Scarlet Witch. Right. She's she's wearing red. Her powers are unpredictable, almost like spells. Is she practiced a little bit of witchcraft? But they took it to another level to explain it. What a Scarlet Witch is is something way powerful in a lot of ways this was their phoenix this was their gene gray without gene gray um mm-hmm. but i enjoyed it i do have issues with monica and the whole bulletproof type of thing before we get into that let me i'll, I'll give my um i guess overall review it was the Finale, uh, I'm gonna be honest, I wanted a little bit more 
Um, I wasn't sold on the idea that Agatha was the big baddie at the end. I I, I thought we was gonna have was gonna see something else, but I know because Wanda didn't kill Agatha, she will be back. She she has to be back because there's not even from a, a comic book standpoint, but from uh, an actor who kind of stole the show standpoint, Catherine Hahn, they wouldn't bring her in just to use her for like so many episodes and be just be done with her. That that's crazy. But I, maybe I was upset that some of the theories didn't pan out. But then again, I can't be too upset because they still stole. They still told a cohesive and good at story. So I was like, eh, I can't, I can't be too mad at that. Yeah, I was happy. I, yeah, they told us a very great story. We got to understand the characters more. It. I understand why they have a relationship because you know at first you just saw bits and pieces of it in the movies, but it just made a whole lot more sense and why Vision was so important to her. Um, like you, I wish there was a little bit more. And I, I, like I said, it was hard for me to say that Agatha was the big person. I felt like it was, there was more to it, but I think there will be probably more to it since we're about to get into the whole multiverse situation, but also for the fact that Dr. Strange, um, if people remember, in the, in the Doctor Strange, he was in his bed while reading through all the books that he needed to read to be a social supreme. Similar to Wanda, she was reading through Darkhold. And Darkhold is not a book to be messed with. That is a very dangerous book. Um, Dracula did everything in his power to get that book because there's a spell that destroys all vampires in that book. Um, and there is a, the... The book was created by the old gods. That book has been around since the old gods. Everybody has been involved with that book. Scarlet Witch, of course, but also Morgan Le Fay, um, Spider-Woman to a lot of degree. Um, pretty much everybody's had a lot to do with this book. And so to know that this book um, is now out here in the, in the Marvel Universe, it's going to probably bring in all types of people, including Mr. Foe or, you know, everybody that we talked about that we hoped that would have popped in or whatever, Nightmare, all these people have a lot to do with this book. Um, Blade has a lot to do with this book. Um, so, and since Blade is coming into the universe, Moon Knight's coming into the universe, um, Dracula's coming into the universe, I hope they really play this out because Dark Code is nothing to be trifled with. But overall, um, I, I did feel like this was a little bit of a dark Phoenix, Phoenix type of thing um, with Scarlet Witch because, you know, it was, it kind of, they really evolved her character. Um, her costume will be probably worn by all of the queers all over the world. Um, just that whole look, the hair, the crown. You can get the crown now. Um, people are ordering the crown. Child throwing a harness in there and they're good to go. Yeah, they are already ready to go. Um, so it was good and you're right when we saw Agatha she said, I'm a, she said I'll see you again 
that means, I mean, that was like, yeah, we're going to see her again because you can't just trap somebody as powerful as Agatha in that forever. She's going to get out. Right. And she's going to teach. I don't think she's going to get out. I think she's going to need Agatha's help. Yeah. And uh, let's uh, go back to what you were saying as far as Monica. Um, I'm glad that they, we saw some kind of depiction of Monica's powers. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you in the same sense that, first of all, why does she have to protect those kids? Those, those kids are going to die anyway. <laughs> Let's just call the thing a thing. Uh, I want to protect them kids, especially kids that ain't mine. I don't know about all that. You're you, better than me, Monica. You're you better than me. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, but I like the kids. I like the boys. They were sweet. But at the same time, I'm like, she did a lot of nannying to a degree. Um, yeah. And I was like, I didn't want to go down this path. And I'm trying not to accept it in a way of that I don't want to just ruin it because I was happy to see Monica overall. I just don't want her to be um, in, in, in this situation again. Now it looks like she's gonna be in a bigger situation that I'm looking forward to because we do have Secret Invasion uh, and to have the scrolls up in there like the way we are seeing it, that's gonna be very interesting. And so we already know that she has a history in space. Cause that references the, um, the after credits Mm-hmm. Um, seeing that happen where a scroll said uh, you want to go into space so basically that was the conversation like there's some shit going on you want to go up there girl um, I, I I think yeah even though uh, this was a, a really good WandaVision was a good introduction to Monica and her character and her origin story and now that, that we have that base that we have that base once we get to the big screen with Captain Marvel 2, we can see her character really evolve and take off. Yeah. And eventually I want Monica to have her own stuff. You know, I, you know, let, let her be separate from the white people, <laughs> let her have her own stuff. And I get um, that this is how people, that's how characters get popped off and all that greatness. But I, I just want her to have her own stuff have our own little series. She can have our own little series. Um, we can do it. She can get her, her a, rogue, a rogues gallery, make it up if you need to. Just something where she gets to shine a little bit more. Um, but overall, like, you know, I, I did like the way they did the witches in this. I like the fact that um, Wanda didn't realize what she was. And now this opens up another door. Like, why is she the Scarlet Witch? Like, why was she chosen to, to do this? And what is the Scarlet Witch in the magic world? Because mm-hmm. um, they just said that she's a chaos bringer. Which was interesting because it was like the way she was described is the same way Phoenix is described. And so as a chaos bringer, ender of things, I'm like, well, that's what they... Well, the dark Phoenix, because the Phoenix was... A protector, mm-hmm. but the dark Venus. She's like, oh, you pissing me off? Away with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, I I, I want to see what they do with this. I want to see how they explain because this opens the door or 
how do you explain mutants, which will be coming, I don't know how soon. Um, it, it, it leaves, even though they kind of answered some of the questions, they also proposed a lot of different other questions. That and I'm still a little bothered by how, you know, that, that poor town, because they are going to need therapy. Um, she just walked through the town, everybody looked at her, and she was like, all right, peace, and just, you know, put a little hood on there. Right. <laughs> you know that episode of Girlfriends where uh, Tony's mom came back to see that dude that had died, mm-hmm. and Tony was like, uh, well, my daddy will kick your daddy's ass. And he's like, oh, my daddy's dead. She's like, oh, my bad. Mm-hmm. That's what that reminded me of. Like, girl, <laughs> you kidnapped the whole fucking town. And then the only thing you could do was like, oh, my bad. Like, first of all, girl, you should be in prison. <laughs> like, Wanda, you ain't shit for that girl. You really not. You didn't even apologize to the people. Like, you, like well, she kind of said she was sorry when she was trying to shut them out or whatever, but she should have, it should have been a speech moment. Like, look, everybody, I was a mess and I'm sorry I dragged y'all into it. If I could do anything for this town, just let me know. And they could have said, you know, go to hell. And I'm like, okay. She just made a prediction like they don't want, well, she, well, they kind of played it off where she was like, well, I can tell what they're, how they're feeling about me. So I'm just, not, you know, I'm just going to go. I'm like, uh-huh. you still could have said something though. Right. But the question is, is Wanda a criminal? Is she, is she? She, she, kidnapped, she kidnapped people. That's a felony. <laughs> she kidnapped like 20 or 40 folks. Like, yes, she's a, a criminal. And then she fucked it up, the, busted up the town. And that's uh, another, at least a misdemeanor. Um <laughs> Not me trying to do all these uh <laughs> these crimes like I'm uh on law and order. Judge Judy over here. Right. <laughs> but no, but it does bring up the question for all those those laws and stuff like you think about civil war and when they were already in trouble, I think that's gonna bring in a new act. That's gonna bring in a new bill. Like uh-huh. look what she did. And we already had her peg from the beginning. She was the reason why they even had, they had that the whole thing. Remember, because in Super yeah, because she fucked up what what was it, Lagos or yeah, it already messed up. Like you just basically Wanda, you just <laughs> you messy. You can yeah, you're messy. You're problematic. You're gonna have Cap to come back. You have to leave Peggy on the side of the bed again to come out here and like fix all this stuff. So yeah. We think about it, Wanda. You need got some explaining to do. You need to you need to have a conversation with somebody because you just caused some problems already twice. So I think she's gonna bring in something new, like a new type of order. That, it's funny because I think about the comics. There was the new mutant registration act. Uh huh. And this could be another thing similar to that um, because it's like you know she has these powers. Um, you know, Whelan was trying and Whelan got arrested, so he's in jail. Um, we think, who knows? But um at one point I, I was seeing what he was saying. It, it is getting out of control where you just doing stuff like this. 
but I, I just like she needs to she needs a press conference she needs to do an apology tour something because she messed those people up and they like it wasn't like they woke up and like oh what happened I don't know what happened it's like they have all the memories from the, those experiences. Uh-huh. What happens with that? And what, how do you deal with that? That your life was just caught up in her pain because as that one guy, when he was snapped out of it for a second, he was like, all of her, her pain, we feel her pain. And that was a lot, you know, now, and I forgot how many days they were all under that, but Wanda. <laughs> Right, she at least pays some kind of restitution. Yeah, Shit. she should have been granting wishes. I don't know. She should have been doing something, you know, taking people flying lessons or something. She should have been doing something because she just left. Pay off my student loans. But give me a, a good credit score. Her outfit was cute. The little hood outfit was cute. I was like, okay, look at you. Oh yeah. After she fucked everything over and then uh, um, spirited away, did you see the uh, people were comparing comparing uh, her and her little home away from home to Thanos? Like after he snapped, yeah. he was like, "Oh, I'm going to be a pioneer woman." <laughs> and lay off the land. And like, like girl, if you don't get your ass. After you don't snap half of the world's population, you just gonna go over here and be uh, Dr. Quinn, Susan, uh, a medicine woman. Have some soup in the pot. I'm like, right, like girl. Okay. After what you did, um, but yeah, she went and did that her and her little her best target, you know, snuggles and right. But then, other but then her astral self is going through that book. I'm like, but see, that's looking like the black swan. I was like, that's the black swan. It looked like she was studying for a test that she just found out was today, and she was like, oh, let me go hurry up and get through this book. She's trying to figure out who she is. Well, you know, I hope you figured it out. Twenty three and Me could help too, but you know, go figure all this stuff out. Uh. It does change to think about because somebody was thinking like what if they introduced Magneto. I'm like, well, I'm not thinking that far ahead. I kind of don't want Magneto to be introduced. Y'all can leave him out. He it's not not now. Yeah. Um, the rumor is they may not even introduce the mutants until five years from now. But I'm I think that was I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's your theory? I, I think I don't think it will take five years. I think it will be shorter than that. I just don't know how. I know I want those the missing astronauts that were uh, hinted upon in the series. I think that's fi- uh, Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. and I think they're they're still in space somewhere, you know, doing God knows what. Um, I think soon, maybe in a year or so, we'll get like rumblings of mutants. It won't be no five years though. I just, I don't know how they're going to introduce it. I think I know. I think I want to say because of the snaps. I think the snaps have done it. Because it was all, you had the Hulk, Thanos, you had the Thanos, Hulk, 
Uh, and Iron Man. Iron Man. And I think between those three snaps, something went wrong. Something triggered. The snap. Okay, so the snaps happen in present day, right? Yes. Now, if the snaps happen in present day, let's just for hypothesis, let's say what happens at the end of Captain Marvel 2 then? Like, if she, let's say that she gets depowered in that in that movie, how would you explain her getting depowered by Rogue then? That's if they even bring in Rogue. You know how they do. They'll, they'll, they'll do it, but they'll do it by another means. If you do it by another means, then you just leave. I, I don't know if I would. I, I don't know if I would do it like that. Like just not, like do away with rogue altogether. I, I don't think that's. I wouldn't do it, but you know. I don't know. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to think about what they're going to do. However, I do like the fact this did kick off. They, it's like they knew that this was going to be the kickoff to everything that's coming forward, just because of the other pandemic and everything else. As things begin to open back up, it, it's almost Chef's Kiss how they played this off, because now we all hype for Falcon and Winter Soldier. We don't even. <laughs> And I wasn't even like really thinking about them like that, but now I'm really excited about it. The billboards up all around town. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch this. You know, noir male version of. Uh uh-uh, uh don't do that to them. Uh uh-uh, we don't do that. We don't do noir male here. But uh, it's going to be fun. You know, you got Sharon in there. We got. Um, it's going to be. Uh, I heard it's going to be a couple of widows in this. Um, so yeah, and we still got um, Black Widow coming out, which I'm actually really excited for. I was saying on Twitter that if uh, Marvel and they could drop <laughs> Black Widow on the 18th, <laughs> it's just to be like, well, you, we'll give you options. But they are already dropping Falcon and Winter Soldier that day. So, you know, they already gave us options. Like, well, we just don't want to be bothered with one thing, we can go to another. But- I don't know if I'm uh, excited about Black Widow. I am. It looks, I mean, for what they showed us, it looks really fun and good. Um, I know people, again, you know, Scarlet is Scarlet, but she does give you a performance when she gives you Black Widow. Okay. Well, I won't get away from her. I'll let her, she can have all of that because I'm like, yeah, you do give us, you give us a Black Widow. And you give us a Black Widow that that is not, she's she's away from all the trappings to a degree of what it is for, like for example, in Justice League, they gawk over Diana. Like they look at her like, oh my God, look at her. Oh my God. Right. They don't do that. You know, they treat Black Widow as she's just one of the guys. Like she's just treated like that. She doesn't, they don't do anything else. She. They look at her like we we're not gonna mess with her because she could probably take us all down <laughs> um, if she really wanted to. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but you know, 
we got Falcon Winter Soldier. We're going to play on that and see how that goes. And that will be out. And we'll probably talk about that just as much as we did WandaVision. But overall, it was sad to see WandaVision go because Thursday nights is just not the same. Um, you had nothing to stay up for. You know, there was no reason to stay up. Um, right. And um, love the costume. And now, you know, the costumes, now you can go get the costume is already out there on Amazon. <laughs> so you got to want the costume. Go ahead and get it because you know every drag queen, every, everybody is going to have that crown. Um, watch Pride. We'll probably see it all over Pride. I mean, if you really want to just get some, uh, uh, get some pleather or some scuba and see, I'm giving all the secrets away. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Make them pay for that. Make them pay for that. Right. I, I'm interested to see uh, Wanda's powers now, how they have increased and how they explain Hex and what what's the progression of her powers uh, going forward? I'm interested to see. Uh, hopefully, because at the end of that that uh, after credit scene, it seems like the kids are still alive. So it begs the question: Who did she let go? Then was it just the image of the kids, or or some kind of you know? thing that she just thought up of herself and that also begs the question other timelines and other universes so I don't know where they're going with this yeah and the interesting thing is in the comics even though her kids were gone the souls of the kids were reborn into these into the teens so that's why we got them now this could be where the multiverse really comes into play, where it's like maybe she's able to see through other universes and see them in peril. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of questions to like, who who are the are they are they her kids or is it something else or who knows? It, it's just so much with this, and I'm. I don't know. I, I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of trying to come up with theories because I feel like it's just right. Like, all the theories have been like ass or wrong. Yeah, and we were mostly all wrong. Everybody was mostly all wrong. But um, yeah, it's it's gonna be fascinating to see what she's gonna do, how that plays in the whole madness of the multiverse or multiverse of madness, um, and where Doctor Strange jump in, but also right. where um, Mordo. You know his enemy because Mordo's still out there, and what does that mean? And Dormammu and all of them are still out there too. So it's a lot going on out here, and I'm glad One Division kind of threw that out there for us to start thinking of that. It was like a, it was like they did this show for us to be reminded not only of their greatness but the stories they have coming up. Right. So yeah. Um, we loved it. We loved the entire series. If you know, it was sad because we wish other people can do. You think about what they was able to do with this TV show, and again, what we hope other places can start doing. Maybe they need to go a TV show route. I don't know, but um, they did a lot in this TV show, and that just kind of set the bar. Everything else is coming out. So, right. kudos to them. It's 
again, it's a little sad we don't have it, but now we have a Falcon and the Soldier. So on to the next thing, I guess. Yeah, yep. On to the next thing. All right. Well, that concludes the show for today. That gave you a lot of stuff to talk about. Yes, that does. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at Megastream1. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pandora, where our website is part of the shame.com. We're all over social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Is there anything else before we get up out of here? Mm, no, but, um, you know, y'all spend your money wisely. Stimulus is coming. Get vaccinated um, so you can go out and be hoes in the street again. And that's it. <laughs> if the girls are just waiting to get there. They are waiting. They are already plotting and planning. Like it's. I don't blame them. You know, they, they've been, you know, yeah, they've been able to do all types of stuff. And I've already seen parties coming up. Well, dates for certain parties coming up. I'm like, y'all are a mess, but okay. <laughs> We get vaccinated first before you put something else in your body. So uh. <laughs> mouth and all that stuff. So yeah, please do. And in that case, let's get up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye everybody.